So, you both are Kizuma instructors currently living in Jamaica. I believe you also were born in Jamaica as well. Uh, Shana, you are a yogi, a dancer, a pole dancer, as well as a dance instructor. And Matthew, you are a marketing director as well as a dance instructor. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yay. So, you both are the co-directors of uh, Movement Nation, M-V-M-T-N-A-T-N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I really want to ask, you know, um, you know, how are you all doing today? Oh, we're good. Yeah, um, good. Like, Jamaica, well, I'm not sure what the weather is like that side, but it's it's pretty hot here, actually. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it was, I said it was probably like 90 degrees here, man. What was it over there? Okay, right, a little bit different. Are y'all um are y'all close to the beach at all? Yeah, um, well technically speaking we are closer than he is. Well yeah, but like Yeah, we're close enough to the beach. We're like twenty minutes away from the beach. Okay. It's good. good. And so and so we are, I think you all live in Kingston, is that correct? Yeah, we do. We do. Okay, okay. I, I'm very curious. I want. I want to start this out. Um, you know, I want to ask you both this. I'm very curious to hear about your childhoods growing up in Jamaica. What was that like? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know how to describe that because I don't. I wouldn't have had a childhood anywhere else. Really. Right, right. Um, yeah, but um, it was interesting. Um, spent a lot of time running around on the road in my neighborhood with the, with the neighborhood children, um, riding my bicycle. Yeah, giving trouble. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, we do, we do kid yeah. things. Um, because, all right, so I grew up outside of Kingston in more of the country area. Um, and Linstead. that for me was, yeah, yeah. Linstead. And, and that was just like, you know, every day you wake up, there's something, somewhere to explore, something to discover, and you just go out and do it. Um, as children, uh, were we probably making note of everything? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, fun day. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's what it was. And, like, I spent a lot of summer, summers in the States as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just, I, I think it's pretty much similar to yours, to be honest. I definitely understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, you know, I, I guess I really asked that, you know, because I grew up in, Virginia, you know, so my childhood was obviously definitely a little bit different than yours. Was um, was is growing up in Jamaica? Was it more so, you know, being outside a lot more often, going to the beach, or like what was that like? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the thing about Jamaica is that any day can be a beach day. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just depends on your schedule uh, or or not, um, and you just make it happen. So that getaway that you're looking for, that you're craving, is always just like a, a quick drive away, wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. I went to the beach a lot more when I was when I was a child. Yeah. 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 So, we'd actually go to Hellshot fairly often before Hellshot got super crowded. Um, but most most of my memories are definitely 
me running around in my neighborhood with other kids. Okay. And picking tamarind off the tamarind tree down the road. <laughs> All right, that definitely understand. Yeah. I definitely understand it. Oh, I was just saying that a lot of places that you hear about, like Dunjuru Falls, um, Rick's Cafe in the Grill, like just multiply that by about like 50 and you have Jamaica. It's just there, there are a lot of places to actually go, um, not just public beaches, um, but a lot of easy, quick access um, to the ocean that is just breathtaking, really. That's awesome. That sounds wonderful. I, I'm very curious. Um, you know, I guess at this point, since you both are adults, like, do you ever get tired of the beast? Like, are you like, oh, n- never again, or does that happen? No. Oh, well, I don't, I don't go to the beach that often because <laughs> sometimes it irritates my skin. But yeah. like, hey. I'm gonna go to the beach on Sunday. <laughs> okay. It's just one of those things, like you know, you kind of grow with it. I'm curious, like, it's one of those things where you kind of grow with it and you kind of take it, take it for a man. It's like, you know, it's just always there. It's always been there. So it's nothing special anymore, right? Yeah. No, plus, that definitely happens sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of Jamaicans um, who migrate, for example, to the States and Canada. And I know for sure. That's they when they start know. to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Canada, because it's so, it can get so cold in Canada. Exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've been in Canada for a few years. And what I do to my That's friends, I, I take pictures of like the ocean <laughs> and send it to them. Like, hey, wish you were here. Wish not- you were here. <laughs> I'm, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very curious. Let me ask you this, man. Um, You know, for both of you all, how important was music in your household growing up? I grew up basically just listening to anything that I was listening to. So a lot of oldies. Um, and I did not get into pop culture until like high school, mm. which is like grade grade seven. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I grew up in uh, more of a Christian home. So it started out with a lot of like, like gospel. And then, um, you know, as you grow, you get more exposed to different things like, you know, Plus, our culture here is dancehall, it's reggae, um, and you, uh-huh. you hear that, and it's it's something that's evolved as well. The sound of reggae, the sound of, uh, well, more so the sound of dancehall than anything else. But yeah, those were the things that you you know you you first started out with here. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with dancehall, are you? Oh, definitely, of course, man, yes. Cool, cool. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was it. Like, um, I don't think you can be in Jamaica and not be exposed to music to be honest because it's mm-hmm. everywhere all the time and, and so is it is it safe to assume that um that, that you both grew up dancing does everyone in Jamaica you know dance or not everyone because <laughs> I, I do have friends that well, don't professionally. dance but I have friends that don't dance at all at all wow okay <laughs> didn't dance at all him or his brother um, but well, lots of people do dance because, like, exactly. high school, high school when they have the parties and stuff, they play dancehall, and then that was that was the era of all those songs that had dances. Yeah. Within the, like five dances within the song. And oh wow! Just, like dancing when they call it the mode. So like, high school was a lot of dancing actually. Yeah, and to to actually so distinguish between them too, like, are you talking more from just a social standpoint, or are you talking from a professional career school education 
Uh, what angle were you asking from? Yeah, so I, I guess I'm really talking from a social aspect, you know, going to house park, you know, house parties or something like that, you know. Music is embedded in most of us anyway, because Donnelly just introduced me to our neighbor who doesn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for most of us, it's just, um, yeah, it's if you're here, you're going to hear music somewhere, and there's going to be a party going on somewhere at some point in time. Yeah, because there's a house in Ireland, they have. They hold parties like every now and then. Yeah, and I can just, I'm like in my bed trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, soca music on the road. <laughs> okay, uh, soca music, yeah. It's like 24 7. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to, let me ask you this real quick. Um, You know, I would love to hear, tell me this. Um, You know, who are maybe your top three favorite dance hall artists for both of you all? Oh, I don't even track of it enough to, <laughs> to have favorites like when i hear it i hear it but i i'm not like actively seeking out dancehall music okay like after high school i kind of dropped off oh dropped off of that. yeah and i just went back to so so class. so hold on so is dancehall is, is that a young is that a young person's music or what no, 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 no. i don't i don't mean disrespect <laughs> keep into it <laughs> For me, I'm sorry. I don't know what anybody wants to say, but Vibes Cartel is definitely, definitely um, it for me. Okay. Solid, 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 solid. Okay, okay. I have to check him out, man. Yeah. What? You don't. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, who'd you say? I might have heard you wrong. Who'd you say? Vibes Cartel. Vibes Cartel. Say it again? Vibes Cartel. So, VYBZ Vibes. And then cartel. Cartel. Okay, yeah. no, I haven't. I've definitely not heard of them. Are they legit? Probably not. Anyway, she's definitely legit. <laughs> 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 All right, I mean, I'm honest with you, man. There is a lot of music out there. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I'll share some of his songs with you. Uh, I'd definitely go check it out. I would definitely make sure I check out Vibes Cartel. Cool, Hey, if you can leave a like and subscribe, that would be amazing for the channel. Let's get back to the video. <laughs> so, um, so, so, you know, you both are growing up in Jamaica. Um, I'm curious, you know, I guess as a child, you know, what were some of your favorite hobbies? You know, what, what did you, what did you enjoy doing? Was it always dancing or did you have other, um, other things? So for me, it was never dancing. <laughs> It did not start out that way at all. Um, but for me, like football was a big part of my childhood. Uh, whenever, if you couldn't find me, I was probably trying to play football somewhere. Um, and it continued well into my teenage years. Uh, and yeah, I mean, outside of that, just playing stupid games. <laughs> but football, even... I think, is is something for us here in Jamaica. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> I can't see your face. You can't handle the truth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one, Sorry, no one did not answer my call. Yeah, my own podcast. What's up? Oh, <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries, no worries. Um, me, I spent a lot of my time, like I said, like riding my bicycle around in the neighborhood. Um, I did dance a lot in high school, but that was like socially. But like I was on top of it with those dances. Like I do hey, them. Hey, hey. I everybody because 
no one expected to have Chinese girls in the world the dance, <laughs> on the yeah. dance album. Yeah. Um, but then outside of that, that was it. Yeah. And? Going to Kung Fu. Occasionally. Not a sink. It has nothing to do with Kung Fu. But um, for me, best part of childhood was um, there was like this, this community nearby my home. And every Saturday, there would be like, they'd have swimming lessons, but it turned into a big community social. And mm. I think that was one of the biggest, like, that was, well, I almost drowned there. But wow. Besides, <laughs> it was one of the best, like, thinking back, I always go back to those days because it meant so much for me socially. Um, mm. I think that was a big part of me growing up and figuring out, you know, who I wanted to become. Because a lot of the people there, um, I kind of idolized them as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wanna um I didn't I wanna make sure I heard you right, Shani. Did you say you were you know part Chinese? Yeah. Okay. And so and so is that your mother or your father? My father. Okay. And so so your mother is Jamaican and your father's Chinese? Well, they're both born in Jamaica, but my mom is black. Okay. You well, you you have your your Chinese father was born in Jamaica. Yeah. Okay. Um, one was from Beijing and one was from Hong Kong, and then they migrated here, and he was born. Oh, all right. Can I? I'm I, I'm very curious about this. Um, do you know how your parents met? How did that come about? Uh, they met at the supermarket. <laughs> hey, sure enough. <laughs> And then they met somewhere else again, and <laughs> now they're married. Okay. And, I mean, well, I don't know how much you know about um, our culture or society here, but, um, like, our motto is, um, out of many, you know, we're one, or out of out many, of many one, one people. Yeah. And, yeah, you see it here. There's mm -hmm. Indian, um, Chinese, uh, and it's just like a big melting pot of global mm -hmm. cultures, uh, and it's yeah, it's pretty interesting to see too. Okay. Small, um, island. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I wanna. I definitely wanna ask you, Sonny. You know, um, I guess you know, do you think your childhood was any different growing up? Um, you know, part Chinese, part Jamaican. Do you think you were treated any differently? Yes. <laughs> hey. Um. I I know when I was in prep school, a lot of people were fascinated with my hair. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and my hair was really long. Um, I didn't cut it until like high school when I really just got tired of having long hair. I couldn't bother with it. Um, but people would, would love playing my hair because um, it's long and it was pretty. Um, so that was one thing. Um, I'm also quote unquote brown. Um, and now black or what? Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so sometimes I get more attention. Um, I know if I was out with mom, sometimes people would think she was like the helper or something. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was always really weird. That is. That that just sounds weird. Weird. That is. It's like no, it's my mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I literally, aside from the skin tone difference, I'm like a carbon copy of my mother. Oh, okay. Wow. It's just that 
people don't notice it with the color difference. Okay, okay, I definitely understand that. I understand that. So, um, so, so you both are, you know, like I said, growing up in in Jamaica and everything. Um, I guess what happens after you both graduate high school? Like, you know, do you do you go to college or like, you know, I guess what happens after that? Yeah, yeah. University. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I did the University of Phoenix, and. I went to OCAD University, Ontario College of Arts and Design in Canada. Yeah. Okay. And and at that point at, at that point, um are you all I guess let me ask you this then. How did you all meet? Let's start with that. No, well, um I met Shauna Lee what, like two years no more than that. Was it two, that three was, years ago? It was, it was three years ago for yeah. for um Michelle had NKCC. But I highly doubt you remember what everybody that so Matthew was teaching. We class. Had a dance social, basically. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. A dance social for, for dance hall or hmm? a dance social for dance hall or Latin? No, Latin, Latin. Latin. It was a Latin yeah. night. Uh-huh. So that's when I just started And you had taught the Kizomba class. So I don't even know if you remember me as like I remember one of the random people. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew of Matthew yeah. before Matthew knew about me because he was already because I started dancing like three and a half years ago. Ah, so okay, so well, let's backtrack then. Um, I guess Matthew, you've been you've been dancing a little bit longer. Yeah. How did you get introduced to I guess you know the Latin style? I guess salsa. Is that what you started with salsa? Yeah, I started with salsa. How did um, you get introduced? Uh, woman, uh, simple answer. So I started, um, the person I was dating at the time, uh, she actually said she wanted to go. And I said, all right, cool, fine. You know, I'll go, sure. Yeah. So I went, uh, went to the first session, um, yeah, went to the first dance class. And then I went to the second one. And by the third one, she's just like, okay, cool, we can stop. And I was like, okay, no, we can stop. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, so you got you got bit by the bug, right? Exactly. I've been dancing ever since. Yeah. Let so, me. Uh, yeah. T- tell me about. Uh, tell me about your your beginner stage in salsa, man. What was that like? For me, um, well, I got super addicted early, uh, and I saw a lot of phenomenal dancers, and um, because I have an addictive personality, like I just. I cleared out all my furniture and it was just like <laughs> basics. Okay. Every day, every, yeah. si- every single, as soon as I could, I was dancing, I was doing something, right? Um, you know, okay, fine. I've mastered basics in my opinion. Let me, let me try turning. And it was just relentless for like about four solid months. Mm. It was bad. <laughs> I believe you. It was bad. I believe you. Yeah. Do do you uh let me looking back on that time do you think you have you think you you know do you know why you became so addicted to it what made you fall in love with this so much you know why it was it was different because one um I hear whether it's gospel reggae uh, or dancehall I can understand what's being said. For me, when I heard salsa for the well, not for the first time, but when I actually tried dancing to it, because I couldn't connect, because I I don't speak Spanish fluently, I couldn't connect to what they were saying. But 
I found myself connecting to the songs that I was hearing. And that was new to me. Like, yeah, fine, you dance to music, but you're still singing you're still singing along. So there's still some kind of like break in that overall connection. But for me, when I actually started dancing salsa, it's just like, all right, I don't know what this guy is saying, but I feel something from this song. Mm-hmm. And that was new to me. That was different. And I think that was what made me um, say, okay, fine. Like, I really love this thing. Okay, I definitely understand that, man. I, I'm very curious to know, um, does Jamaica have a big salsa community? It's it's, it's quite small. Yeah, it's quite- yeah, it's other kinds of dancing. Okay, so this is something that's, that's growing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's always um it's always on an upward tra- trajectory though, uh because no matter like the, the scene has been alive for I think two decades now, um and it's surprising to know that uh because if you if you if you think about it like that you think okay fine we must have like forty thousand people but uh-huh. no. It's, not that, yeah. but technically speaking, you've had that many people probably come through at one ah. point in time. But your loyals, your your week in week out, yeah, it's a small community. From ah. yeah. how, how many uh, how many socials a week do you think you have? Uh, right now, yeah, three major ones in Kingston. Okay. Uh, them. Uh, three in Kingston. Well, two in Kingston, no, two one in Ocho Rios. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, sure. I, here at work. Ah, uh-huh. okay, okay, sure enough. I definitely understand that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this real quick, man. I want to really, I guess, both of you all. Um, do you do you all have maybe any advice for other beginner dancers? You know, who are just getting introduced to a dance and and maybe are having a hard time with it. You know, having are struggling to learn it. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for them? Well, for me, um, and it's something that I preach every single workshop that I do, doesn't matter who you are. Um, once you get an understanding of what your basic steps are, do not concern yourself with intermediate moves or advanced mm-hmm. moves. Like stick to your basics. Um, make it, yeah, yeah. Dedicate four months to it. It might sound stupid, but trust me. And it's me, gonna be boring. It, it would <laughs> but- be. But it's better to get them down from early. Yeah. Because then when, when you start trying other things later on, it's going to show up in right. dance that you don't have the basics. And you're going to be wondering why you kind of like hit a wall. And it's it's because you, you need to revisit them, get them down, so that you also know how to follow the music, probably. Because I watch a lot of people and they struggle with the... The four and the, yeah. yeah. But even even beyond, well, not beyond that necessarily, but in line with that too, every move that you learn after basics or after your basic level dance is going to come back at some point in time to basics. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a solid foundation, it means that when you break that move, when you're coming back out, when you're coming back down, you're going to be faltering. You're going to be falling all over the place. Mm -hmm. So have a steady like a solid foundation, a solid grasp of four or five moves. Um, so for me, for example, for salsa, it's your basics, um, sidestep, open, break, forward, turn, back, turn. Take those five solid moves. Like as a male lead, practice them relentlessly. Practice leading people into them as well. Five, mm-hmm. just, a, just a simple solid five. And then once you have those, like sky's the limit for you after that because everything mm-hmm. else 
falls back into basics. Also, yeah. um, social dancing, because a lot of people, they I see them go to class and they will practice it in class, but then they leave right yeah, after. Because yeah. I, I used to, um, well, I sometimes help teach salsa classes at first. And you'll see someone come every week to class and then they aren't there for social dancing and they're wondering why they're not, they're not seeing yeah. as much progress mm. um and then they want you to teach them things that are more advanced mm. um especially since like the followers they'll feel clumsy if someone that is more advanced than dancing with them. what am i doing wrong like you just need to keep dancing right so, okay and then the leads they're super intimidated because when they only know their like basic step and their side step and open break and like forward turn, they're just like, I don't want to do to, the social dancing because then they're gonna be bored. <laughs> and I'm just it like, isn't the case at all. <laughs> you need to you need to do the social dancing so that you can get comfortable. Right. It's gonna be a little repetitive and definitely boring for a while. But like, if you already are going into it thinking, oh, I'm boring as hell they are definitely gonna think oh he's boring as hell because right. you bring that energy and that yeah. mindset to it right exactly. yeah mm-hmm. and i mean yeah trust me it, it's very simple like i don't care even kizamba i for for me having learned salsa and having you know progressed in salsa and then to start kizamba from scratch it's the same principle i applied mm-hmm. i just focused on basics and every workshop I do, we focus on basics because it's just something I believe in. If you master your basics, you're the master of everything. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. you have a solid foundation. Yeah. So I, I think you all, you all might be like one in like maybe 80, episode 85 or anything or something like that. But, you know, uh, something I continuously hear among instructors is just, you know, the importance of mastering the basics. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's really, you know, it lays the ground floor for everything else, like you already said. So you know that makes a hundred. That makes all the sense in the world. I wanna um. I wanna ask you, Shanley. You know, tell me. I guess tell me for one. You know, how you got introduced to salsa, to salsa, as well as you know, tell me about your beginner stage as well. Um, for me, a very long time ago, um, one of my friends he had started learning salsa and I think he actually taught Matthew for this at least. Okay. Yeah. Um but <laughs> um she was telling me about it and I got interested but I did not start. I was in high school. Um and I was doing kung fu with her. So that was I was already doing my one sport and I did not want to add any more activity to my life because <laughs> I was I was not the most active um child. <laughs> I much preferred sitting at home watching anime. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then years later, um, a co-worker of mine and her cousin. Um, so the cousin, she found out about the Latin night. That was like three years ago. And I was just like, yeah, I'll go. Because I've been interested and I've been wanting to go. And I did not... Um, I did not find any, I did not go looking for any Latin night. Okay, when I was in okay. I was, and then I had come back from Canada. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I went and I was just like, okay, I'm going to come here like every week now. 
this is my thing. But this like is I, my new life. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happened so quick. It just happened. Exactly. Um, exactly. But like I started out with social dancing. So while I was at social dancing, um, so I had known the the basic steps. Um, so from there, it was it was. Well, actually, I saw someone that I knew from high school, and then he kept pulling me out to dance, and just was throwing stuff at me. So mm-hmm. I had, to, I had to adapt to it. Right. Um, yeah. So one night he was just like, "Oh, Sean, um, come dance with me." And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna dance with you." But then I ended up in a casino, and I was just like, "What is going on? Why am I being tossed around to a bunch of?" I wasn't ready for this. And, and so you, you said, you, you mean, uh, you got, you, I guess you got onto it in a Rueda, like a Cuban salsa? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah, someone just kind of threw me right into the file. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to go with it. And it's working. And then later on, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to class and, and learn the basics and everything because I don't know if what I'm doing is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. And just took off from there. Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell me about your beginner stage, please. Um, since I started with the social dancing, it's really hard for me to identify my beginner stage because definitely that was awkward and choppy. Um, and I know I, I just if someone decided to do something that I thought was fancy, I was just like, whoa. Where where is my one? <laughs> hey, right, right, right. Yeah. Um there is a there's a guy here that, that he he throws in like he'll throw in like hip hop and stuff in the middle of him dancing salsa. And I I'm super fresh and he, he asked me to dance and I'm like, Oh my god <laughs> Why did he ask me to dance with him? I'm not- <laughs> and, like, all of these things and I'm just like I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Okay. Like, just keep dancing. like. Yeah. Right? And I'm just like, but I'm so distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But like, definitely dancing with someone that's throwing more at you than you know. You just, you're either going to be there complaining or you're just going to have to like step up and figure yeah. out how you can keep your beat it forced me to listen and adapt to the music more quickly mm-hmm. than i might okay. um, so i had to figure out how to find the one in the song so that everything that was happening in front of me which was a lot um was not throwing me off too much because mm-hmm. i feel that that was a hot message for it yeah <laughs> I understand what you're saying because um, I often talk to some people and they let the social dancing be their instructor. But I think I think that only proves the importance of actually going to class and learning from a teacher, though, because you only learn so you can. I guess you can only learn so much from the social dancing, right? You need to learn, I guess, the proper yeah. fundamentals, right? Yeah, which is why I ended up going to the classes. Right, right, right. I right. felt like I felt like there was probably some gaps mm. that needed to be filled. Right. And I definitely know 
my forward turn at that time was just <laughs> something I made up. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, okay. That's what the forward turn actually is. And then I was just like, the turns feel so much better now. Okay, yeah. So less of a struggle. Yeah. So no, definitely. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm very curious to hear, you know, I guess um, how... How did you both get introduced to Kizumba? You know, is uh, does Jamaica have a big Kizumba community? No, if you if you think the salsa community is small, <laughs> you should see the Kizumba community. Yeah. <laughs> ah, wow, so, wow. So it was a group. Um, they they brought down some people from the states, uh, and in that group were, were were Kizumba instructors. Um, well, that was my intro anyway. And um, uh, real quick, real quick. Um, what year was that? Do you know? You remember? That would have probably been shortly before I met Charlie. Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, that was probably like three, four years ago. Okay, okay. So about fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, all of that. And um, so we had that. And again, it was cool because it was a different. It's similar to home, but different at the same time. Because the the rhythm of Kizamba, it feels like something that you'd hear in Jamaica or that you could hear mm -hmm. from one of our local artists, but it wasn't. And again, it was just that beat, that vibe. I was just like, ah, this is totally me. Hey, hey, hey. Unfortunately, though, once they left, there's obviously nobody to dance with. Okay. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Let's work. <laughs> Yeah, and it started from there. Whenever, whenever I could, if I travel, I try and find something to do related to salsa and kizamba. And then, one one thing I believe, and it's just to jump back to the question about salsa foundation for me, is that if you learn something well enough to be able to teach it clearly to somebody else, it means that you are starting to or have come close to mastering it. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's that's everything. So. I will never learn something and not try to teach somebody because if I can, if I can allow you or enable you, sorry, to get it, that means that, okay, fine, I have clarity and it should matter enough or mean enough to me to be able to do it at any point in time as a result. Okay. So, yeah. That was oh. me. Oh, for me, um, my first introduction to Kizomba was when I heard that Matthew was going to be teaching a Kizomba class. At the Latin night, and then I was like, "What the hell is Kizomba?" And my coworker was just like, <laughs> and then we spent like maybe the next hour at work <laughs> um, with her throwing Kizomba videos at me, and I was nice. like, I can "Do this? I can do this. I like this." Yeah, and then we went to the class. It's a, it's a Kizomba. It looks a lot easier than it is, correct? Exactly. Yeah. It does. yeah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I wanna let me ask you this real quick though. So Matthew, you know, going back to you know 2015 through 2016 when you were first learning it, um, so you know, you get introduced to these instructors and they leave. So I guess at that point are are you just training and are you yourself trying to build up the community in Kizumba? Or, you know, the, the Kizuma community in Jamaica? Like, is, is, is this your baby? Yeah, it, right now it is, technically. Okay. Once they left, um, they created a huge void because, you know, you, you it's like you showcase a masterpiece, right? 
and you just like you teach everybody how to draw or you draw it with them rather um and then you you head out and everybody's just like <laughs> so I still at that point in time I wasn't I wasn't in a place mentally to be able to sh- teach or share because I, I really didn't know it so it's just like to dig for information it's YouTube okay you know, hey, right right yeah so once I felt like I, I was comfortable enough to share I started trying to share okay trying to share because mm. you had to figure it out from there and then I got more comfortable after a while yeah. So um so are are you the only Kizum instructor in Jamaica right now or Oh. <laughs> yeah, from from what I've heard, yes. Or or at least in Kingston, I guess. Well, from what I've heard, I'm the only Kizumba instructor in Jamaica alongside uh, Okay, okay, you two. Wow, okay. That's um I guess that's quite the honor though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's also a lot of responsibility as well, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I imagine it's also a, a lot of responsibility as well, correct? Definitely, definitely. Um, because you have dancers who, like, well, another principle of mine is, like, if somebody comes to one workshop and never comes back again, I'm like, all right, fine, that person wanted an experience. But if somebody comes to something twice, three times, four times, you change venue, they're still with you that person is looking at a change in lifestyle. Um, and I have to be, we have to be responsible for that because, you know, they want to grow. There's mm-hmm. something that they lack that they believe that they can actually tap into or access through dancing. Um, so you have to, well, I take it very seriously as a result. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody at the workshop knows how seriously I take it because <laughs> I get, I get very like, ah, I need you here. <laughs> Because I want it for them, you know? And I realize that they want it because they're coming back. Yeah, and people message us after yeah. the workshops. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're very, they're very enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me ask you both this, you know, uh, I want to try and, you know, give other people value. Um, do you have any, you know, I guess, hints or tips, words of wisdom for someone else who may be trying to build up you know a community of their own maybe they're trying to build up you know a bachata community or or you know like a kizuma community do you have any uh i guess hints or tips for them on how to do, go about that process you want to take it or should i all right well for me what i think um for anybody trying to start a community don't be afraid to just start with one other person Hey. I think when, when, when you think of community, you're just like, okay, fine. What's the fastest way to get 1,000 people? The real answer is the fastest way to get 1,000 committed people is to commit yourself to teaching one person at a time, uh-huh. right? Because then you'll have persons who actually are, you know, your road warriors who will actually help you and bring people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, you'll, you'll develop that community. Uh, it's the same thing that happens on social media. Persons look at and see a person with 20,000 followers and they're just like, oh, I need to get to that tomorrow. Like, it's uh, not realistic. You get to 20,000 right. followers at a time. Mm-hmm. It's quality and consistency. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the only way mm-hmm. to do it. So It's a slow process. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. Well, and it starts out slow too, but mm-hmm. with enough people, you, you realize that you create kind of a snowball effect mm-hmm. and you start seeing that, that you know, 
two persons come in this time or five persons come in this time. And over time, that's how you build a community. You don't build a community with 100 people. Okay. And don't be embarrassed about it either. Like, you get one person. I, I think I told you, the first Kizamba workshop I had um, was at a dance college in Kingston. And, um, you know, I invested in it, rented the venue. It's my first workshop. I've thrown out the invitations and everything. And I said to myself, okay, fine. If one person comes, I'll be okay. And I was dead serious. I didn't care about losing any money at that point in time because I had already invested it. And I was like, yo, if, if, I, if one person comes through and I'm able to work with one person today, I'm good. 70 people showed up. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but it makes you feel so much better, though, because you're just like, all right, cool, I'm going in for one person. And then so many people show up and yeah. you're like, yes. Hey, okay, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this then, and yeah, I'm gonna ask you both this. Um, let's say you know, let's say we have someone who who wants to start building up their community, yeah. but I guess they they don't have the most confidence in in themselves and their dancing ability and their teaching ability. You know, I guess um, at what point? Are you ready to start teaching? And you know, at what point do you need to go out and learn more? You never stop learning, one. You always, always, always. Like, no matter, for example, like, I watch a lot of dancers on Instagram. And I'm sure if you saw where they're coming from three years ago, if you, if you actually watched their videos three years ago, mm-hmm. it's a completely different level, a completely different fluidity and vibration. Right, right, right. Um, Right. So one, you never stop learning. Two, if you're not comfortable or confident enough in yourself, again, get yourself to a point where you can feel good about the fact that you taught one person. Right. If you can show that one person with clarity and you can see through your efforts that that person is all right, cool. They have the solid foundation. They have the solid basics. Then you're onto something. But what happens is if you go into to teaching without confidence, at some point, a, a more confident person with less ability is going to ah. pull you up. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens, right? It's not about dominance or anything, but if I'm teaching a class and um, you come in and say, hey, that's not how you do a forward turn, I know it because I saw it somewhere and that person is doing the wrong thing and you're just like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. But if you're more confident, you're just like, okay, cool, let's work through it. You have yours, I have mine, but for now, this is my class. And yeah. Here, like, you're, you're sharing the floor space with your students. Like, you have to at some point in time establish yourself, okay, fine, are you an instructor or are you just doing this for fun? And if you're being an instructor, you have to just say within yourself, it's okay to get things wrong, it's okay to make mistakes, but I'm here to share and I'm here to ensure that you learn from me too. Mm-hmm. Right, I bring value. It's up to you to accept it. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, Shauna. Um, you know, I'm very curious. I'm very interested to hear about, you know, your initial stages in in teaching. You know, your your beginner stage in teaching. What was that like for you? Um. Well, the. First time I started teaching was when someone wanted me to help them to teach a bachelor's class, mm. and I was just kind of like, "Huh, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, um, "Okay, I'll do it." Um, 
and we got to the TV room together, and we had the class, and that was kind of awkward for me because the week prior I was in class with those people. Okay, <laughs> that is, is kind of awkward. <laughs> I'm not, not teaching them, and yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but um, the thing about like going through like a routine with someone is that when you have to do it with them, you have to you have to talk about it and yeah, exactly. and talking about it to get through the, the little hiccups and smooth things out. Mm-hmm. That helps you to understand what it is that you're doing that you probably weren't thinking about yeah. while you were learning it. Um, because I know that sometimes when I'm, um, just getting like a dance move, because I used to do Kung Fu, I'm good at catching on to movement. So sometimes I'm not thinking about it. So something like pointing my toes, I was already doing that in Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. So for me to now start teaching with someone else, I have to like consciously think about what I'm actually doing. Mm. That helped with me explaining things. Okay. So also just them asking me questions. Um, that forced me into actually going through the movement consciously to then be able to explain. So I think, right, right, right. But I think just kind of getting thrown into teaching had me um start to think about yeah Yeah, what it is it 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 made me think about think about how it is that i'm following Mm -hmm. instead of just doing it yeah right 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 you have to verbalize it to him yeah Yeah, because it i find it very difficult to verbalize what you have to do to actually follow because it's hard to i find it sometimes difficult to get students to relax enough mm, to follow right, but right, also right. that that is mindset um to get into following so you basics and you can get your moves down you can learn the moves but like figuring out how to help ease someone into trusting their dance partner i guess while they're learning that's, that's um, tough that's tough yeah so that was that was like my biggest that was my biggest thing with, it still is like a big thing with, with people yeah, i understand that i want to i want to kind of say two things on one i feel like you being thrown into that teaching stage so early on it helped you improve more quickly correct definitely because you definitely i, I definitely understand that. and and I'll say this, I'll say this as a lead, um, you know, learning to follow can be extremely difficult because. Um, oh, yeah, I know, because I forced some people to do it. <laughs> I, for- I kind of just throw in following at some of the yeah. guys and then they're just like. It's, it's tough. Because, well, yeah. yes, I'll say as a lead, as a lead, it's, it's one of the few times in 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 my life at least where you know I, I give up complete control and this other person has control of everything and it's very yeah. it's a very um weird moment you know so learning to follow i can feel understand how difficult that can be um i i want to i i don't want to skip over this you keep talking about your kung fu i'm very curious what what kung fu style did you practice um oh gosh do i remember 
Wow. <laughs> did, you pra- did you practice Kung Fu? I don't, I don't remember the, the specific type. Hey. This was like more than 10 years ago. Okay, I understand. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Well, then I want to ask you this then. Because uh, you just don't know. So um, tell, me, tell me maybe your top three favorite animes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still really like Kogetos. Okay, I haven't heard that one. What? Koi, say it again. Kogetos? Yes. I'm not pronouncing it probably. Kogetos, Lelouch of the Rebellion. Okay. Is the full title. Okay. Um, I've watched so many. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm with your facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Bacano. Damn. Okay, I haven't heard of that one either. <laughs> Wait, give me give me your last favorite one. What's your, your top three? Give me one more. One more. Um, I like Natsume Yojinsho. What is the English? Okay. Oh, you you really like anime. Okay, you're really bad. So many. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a couple of friends and they love anime, so they probably know what you're talking about. But um, I've heard any of those. <laughs> yeah, no. I... Great. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um. So I, I, I'm very curious. Um. I want to ask you both this. You know. Um. Tell me about your. I don't know what you even call. It. I guess your. Your dance company, maybe, or your business of uh, Movement Nation. Tell me about that, please. Yeah, well, um, Movement Nation for me, well, big picture, it's supposed to embody um, everything that is dance. Like, I I started out with Kizomba because, once again, I believe in starting from somewhere. Um, But I'm big in fitness. I'm big in, like, adventure. Um, I'm big on all of those things. I'm I'm big on an active lifestyle. So I wanted to create something that I could build more dancing into. Um, so, you know, Kizamba, then Salsa, then Bachata. Uh, but on on a more aggressive level, in my opinion, like I, I genuinely want to see like solid, uh, like solid dancers, essentially, coming out of this thing um, who can travel, like, travel anywhere and dance with anyone, really. Yeah. Um, I think that is my base. If I can get people to a level where they're just like, oh, hey, I just came back from vacation, you know, I was in Martinique or I was in, you know, somewhere in Europe or whatever, and they had a huge salsa festival or a Kazama festival, and man, I danced for two hours. Nonstop. That, that for me is solid. Yeah. That's where Movement Nation is supposed to be taking this thing, it's supposed to be making solid dancers who can represent for Jamaica, really. Mm. I understand that, man. Um, and, and so, if I'm not mistaken, um, Matthew, your, I guess your full-time job is is a marketing director. Is that correct? Well, yeah. So, um, I'm with Terranova All Suite Hotel. Um, uh, well, I'm the marketing manager of Terranova All Suite Hotel. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say about it, but it's a really lovely hotel in Kingston. Hey. Uh, a luxury boutique hotel. And it's, a, it's definitely a full-time job. Okay, <laughs> I I I said I say that no. Was that? I didn't oh, know. I, oh, you guys said I I say that to ask you this, man. Um, you know, could you give me some hints and tips for 
for maybe aspiring dancers or business owners, you know, on how to properly market themselves. But do you have any hints on that on, on marketing in the in the twenty first century? Marketing themselves, well, uh, probably not clear. Um, just marketing yourself to to anybody about anything. Um, I mean, I guess so. Your marketing advice for dancers or business owners, you know, um, to be successful, man. I guess. Um. All right, cool. Well, for me, all right. Um, the biggest thing for me is is clarity of message. Uh, you have to. If I come to you with a pitch, that one I'm not clear on, I can't expect you to be clear on on it and buy into it either. All right. Like, right. So, um. I came here and I brought my Latin night here. So I have a Latin night here every Saturday and it does really well. Now, when I sat down with them and said, hey, uh, let's do something you've never done before, unless you're properly. Um, imagine if the conversation was, well, I think, you know, I like dancing and I like salsa. Let's try and have a salsa night. Like that wouldn't go anywhere. Right, right, right. And say, hey, you know, I'm a salsa instructor. Uh, this is what I can do. I'm going to get you X amount of people. Uh, I'm looking to, to bring, to, to raise revenue for the bar. Like these are my objectives and I can show you, okay, fine. This is how the night will run from start to finish because I've actually thought it through. Mm. That is what marketing is. Marketing, mar- marketing yourself is not about marketing a hope or a dream. Marketing yourself is being able to say, fine, I know this. I can achieve it. Let me show you what I can do. If you stand with me, fine. If you won't stand with me, also fine, because I'm going to do it anyway. And that's the type of personality that I think uh, you should have if you're trying to build absolutely anything. If you're waiting on somebody to say, hey, pat on shoulder, good job, you're not, you're not doing anything for yourself. Absolutely nothing. Hey. Yeah, and um, that makes oh, a lot of sense, man. Before that, <laughs> You can tell that I've failed a lot of times because I can talk like that. Too. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of times, like persons that can say, "Okay, fine," you know, you're you're working at this hotel and you have this Latinite that's doing like it's amazing. Um, but to get to this point, like I had to fail a lot. I had to figure out how to communicate clearly, um, how to plan, how to have a vision, and how to actually execute and see it through. Like you don't get to you don't get to that point without failing, mm. and I failed a lot. Okay, <laughs> I, I bet that's, that's a part of the process, though, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. So I, I'm very curious. Then tell me this, man. What is um, I guess it is is your goal for Movement Nation? Is it just to create you know wonderful dances, or or is there some other goals you have with it as well? Yeah. Um... For example, Charlie and I, I have been talking about, you know, uh, a salsa festival in Jamaica. So there are bigger projects that we want to actually yes. to get people here. But for me, I won't have a salsa festival or Kizamba festival if, if Jamaicans can't represent as well. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Persons, it's a lovely venue. Like Jamaica on a whole is just absolutely amazing. It's it's prime. That's prime yeah. for a, a, a festival, man. Absolutely. You know, so to have persons come down here and have you know five Jamaicans represent, that's not enough for me. Mm. Not enough at all. Like mm. I want to have a solid, you know, group of Jamaicans, like a few buses of Jamaicans. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, hey, let's hey, go. Hey, hey, hey. We're starting this party today. You know, that's that's what I want. 
that's a big picture for me. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a great idea, man. Because I mean, you know, to have a to have a festival or you know a congress in Jamaica, man, that could attract so many people alone right there. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun, actually. Oh man, it would be so much fun. Oh, it would be so much fun. Um, you, you know, let me ask you this real quick. Um, you know, I'm I'm very curious to know. Um, I want to hear from both of you all. Could you both give me, you know, one tip that can make anyone a better dancer immediately? Immediately. Immediately. Consistency. Okay, and, and, and consistency in what exactly? Um, consistency with practicing. Um, so even if it's like you practicing some shines at home, so that when you're at social dancing and someone does give you the opportunity to shine, you can you can do some moves. Cause then um, I notice a lot of people when they're dancing and they get the opportunity to shine. Um, they they don't do very much, um, or they don't know very many shines, or they aren't comfortable enough. They like right, them. right, right. No, them. Um, and that totally affects your confidence while you. Of course. So I think once you get, once you keep consistent and you practice, you not only get the muscle memory for your body to just do it while you're dancing because that does eventually happen um it will help boost your confidence yeah having practice and when you feel more confident in your dancing you are going to dance better of course Um, you'll have a better mindset when you step into social dancing and and you won't be there feeling super shy or being too in your head about it because i don't know who Gets like completely out of their head that quickly. It, it right. especially in the beginner stage. Yeah, so consistency with your practicing because that will help to boost your confidence, and your confidence will show on the dance floor when you're dancing. And your lack of confidence can show when you're on the dance floor. Yeah. Um. Well, from from my perspective. What I'd say is stay in your lane, have a clear definition of what your foundation is at that moment. Um, So let me explain. So like I said in the beginning, I'm a firm believer in, okay, fine, I'm going to master my basics, uh, sidestep, open break, forward turn, back turn, if that's salsa, or or, or chata, you know, you your basic steps and your turns. Um, whatever it is, you need to identify what level you're at, what things you have mastered, what things you are yet to master, and you need to establish a foundation on that, right? So let's say, for example, uh, I'm a basic dancer and I want to progress to intermediate. If I go out, am I comfortable enough to dance a song with uh, an absolute beginner or absolute advanced dancer and run through all of my basics with them okay right right likewise if i'm a follower have i mastered my dance my my steps enough so to be able to go out and dance with any beginner any intermediate or any advanced lead and follow not necessarily keep up step for step 
why am I able to actually follow confidently and fall mm-hmm. back into my basic steps mm-hmm. when um, he or she, because we have female leads, obviously, uh, leads me through a movement. Now, if you have that clear definition, you are going to be okay because that means that you've accepted the level that you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you accept where you're at, you can only go upwards from there. Right? So, yeah, that's that's my thing. There's a clarity of definition. No matter if you're basics, intermediate, or advanced, know exactly what you have in your arsenal. Master those. And once you've mastered those, trust me, all that other stuff is just going to be like just layers on top of layers on top of layers, which starts with the foundation as things. Right? Like, there are so many people out there, like, they have the potential to be absolutely stunning, phenomenal dancers, but they know 40 moves and don't have a clear foundation of basics. Mm. And it happens a lot and it's it's unfortunate because they could be better followers and leads if they just had a solid understanding of what the basics actually are. Um, I, I definitely, and I've seen that a lot. Yeah. Cause I, so I think, I think what happens is, um, you know, especially like I guess in this day and time when you go on YouTube or social media, and you're seeing all these people do these crazy turn patterns. You're like, okay, that's that's what a good dancer does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 un it's unfair. Um, you, as the observer, you're being unfair to the person who has been working their ass off for years, or who's putting a, in a lot more hours of work in the background than you are. Mm-hmm. You're being unfair to them, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just like, okay, fine, that looks amazing. I want to be that person or do that thing. Like, how much work did they actually put in yeah. to, to get there? Uh, and for example, like, Charlie and I were doing routines in Kizamba now. Um, <laughs> like, we run through moves <laughs> on repeat. Like, there was a move that we are practicing last Wednesday. We spent three hours. Was it three hours? Three that. hours doing the same move. But that... What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, but that that's that's gonna pay off immensely though, right? Especially for your lead and your follow. Exactly, because like through all that repetition, um, there's a lot of conversation happening and a lot mm-hmm. of falls and lots of errors. Right. Through those failures and errors, you're learning how to actually correct them mm-hmm. and do it smoothly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the type of thing that people don't get. And it's it's access to information. It's a huge thing. It's great. Whatever. But you lose sight of the important things, which is the work that takes the, the, the work and effort that it takes actually to get you to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that um, we're watching online, they're dancing professionally. Exactly. They, they've dedicated so much. Right. They are, <laughs> yeah, and they're dancing at a standard that is not the norm for social dancing. It's not human. So, <laughs> so it, 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 is unrealistic to think yeah. that okay i've been dancing for like six months and i want to try that really complicated turn pattern with all these hand changing and i'm gonna get that yeah it puts it in context it's like you know it's like you watch a movie um with bruce lee you see him tomorrow i mean he's let's say he was alive right he's exactly <laughs> jackie chan yeah hey jackie jackie chan's a better one with jackie chan right and you're like, okay, cool. I watched this movie today. Tomorrow, I'm gonna see Jackie Chan, and I'm like, we're gonna have it out. Hey, fight him. What's going to happen? That's not gonna end well. <laughs> and 
that's just context. It, it's, it's literally what people are saying. You're just like, all right, fine. I see you today. I'm going to be you tomorrow. That's not fair. It's not fair to yourself most of all. Right. Yeah, so true. So true. You're putting unrealistic yeah. expectations on yourself. You get discouraged too quickly sometimes. You know? Yeah. And I think also, um, and I say I say this from a leads perspective, you know, um I guess a follow can tell is is really gonna come out in the dance, you know, because a, a follow will be able to tell, you know, a great lead from a lead who is doing too much. Yeah. Someone who's actually worked at their craft and perfected this pattern and, you know, not just practice it for five minutes beforehand. Yeah, and the truth is, a league can dance with anybody, no matter your level. That's, right. what, that's, what, that's what I define a strong lead as. If, mm-hmm. a strong, if you consider yourself a strong lead, but you're only dancing with advanced people, like, try dancing with a beginner. If you can lead a beginner through a movement without saying a word to them, you're a strong lead. And that's just facts. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's that's the um. I talk to people. I talk to them shows all the time, and you know, um, and we say, uh, I think so at least. You know, dancing is another form of communication. You know, definitely. so yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, so being able to lead something and not say a word, you know, that 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 is a great lead, man. Yeah. Um, and even in our workshop, sometimes, like the last workshop we had, so I led Charla Lee through a through a sequence. And then another person, I think she said, or I heard her also, like, but you guys, you guys know it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I pulled her over, and in front of everybody, I did the exact same sequence that I had just done with Shauna Lee. So she didn't, that person, big enough, fresh, didn't have muscle memory built in or anything. And when she was walking, she was just like, oh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good lead, though. That's a great lead. But that that's that's what you want to get to. And like I said, my my core thing is about building a solid community, a mm-hmm. solid base of people who actually know how to lead and who actually understand what it means to be a follower as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to allow anybody to look and say, "Hey, I can't do that because I don't get to practice as much as you do necessarily, or I don't have as much mirror time as you do." Like, no, that's not that's not what it, it's a mindset. It starts right here. Um, and the more you practice, you develop your muscle memory, you get more comfortable actually being thrown into movements, but it all starts like right here. Definitely. I definitely understand that, man. I think, uh, you know, I think dancing can translate to so many things. And what you're saying is just mindset, you know, your mindset dictates what you do in life. Correct. So it's not just dancing, but it's everything in life. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you. Just to share with you, um, I had a refresher workshop, and that's for like intermediate level kizamba dancers. And before, we've been working at this for like six months now. And I was watching, and I've been I've been observing everybody, and I didn't feel like they were actually getting 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 to that next level as quickly as some of them should because. They're putting in the time and effort. And like I said, they're, they're coming back multiple times. So this mm-hmm. is lifestyle change. And I know for a fact some of them have started listening to Kizomba in trouble. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> like, going overtime with this. So yeah. I, I, I literally asked them in the middle of that workshop, I'm like, okay, fine. Everybody stop. If you could step outside of yourself and observe yourself dancing, 
what one word would you use to describe yourself? And 99% of the answers were uncertain, insecure, anxious, um, like, and I'm just like, guys, this is this one is person the, yeah. said, one person one said person sexy. Said sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one person, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. I understand, and I see that. I literally see that in all of you whenever you're dancing, because um, sometimes when the music is playing, I just go and sit and I watch and observe. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. For the rest of this class, what we're going to do, you're going to replace that word with something that you'd like to be perceived as. Mm -hmm. And then you got word like words like um, you know, free, uh, fluid, confident, pizzazz. <laughs> you know, you had all these. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. But this course just started moving forward. Whenever you step onto the dance floor, this is how I want you to think about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and what the, the spillover effect, which is what I didn't expect, is that. During that workshop, while people were dancing, I heard comments like, you know, remember that your word is free. Mm. And and what happens, it becomes a community effort to build mm -hmm. up each other. Because remember your word is confidence. So I need to feel more from you. And that's how you grow. That's yeah. you want you want the answer to a community? There, there it is. <laughs> that's a community that loves you and respects each other. Yeah. Bro. Uh, that's really cool, man. That's very uh I thought that's a great teaching technique that anyone can implement, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I definitely understand that, man. Um, I want to, I guess, you know, at this point, I really want to, you know, I want to thank you both, you know, for taking time out your day to talk to me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks yeah, for yeah, of I, course. I was just like, I was like scrolling through like, oh. I'm a legit dancer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, real quick, I want to ask you both. Um, you know, tell me what are what are some of your upcoming events? You know, what do you have going on in your life? Um, we have a workshop next week, Saturday, yeah, the seventh. Yeah, seventh of September. So we have another workshop coming up. Yeah, and well, our workshops are on the first Saturday of every month, mm -hmm. and then we do a refresher workshop in between that. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, right now we're just starting out. Shauna, Lee, and I, we have our nine to fives, mm -hmm. so we don't have the time at our disposal. Plus, we're rehearsing outside mm -hmm. of that, um, so we don't necessarily have the time to do like you know weekly workshops at this point, but we're comfortable enough to start somewhere. Yeah. which goes back to just the beginning of everything. Be comfortable just starting with where mm -hmm. you're at. Right. Also, yeah, a lot of the students, we see them at Latin night. Yeah. So they'll also come to us and ask us to dance with them. Yeah. So provided that they play enough Kizomba songs, yeah. <laughs> we will dance with them. Mm. And to watch and see like a couple dancing Kizomba or three couples mm -hmm. and for it to go to 15 couples dancing Kizomba. Yeah. You know, you're just like, ah, cool. Hey, 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 yeah. It's uh, like you said though, it's your baby, right? This is your your project that you're trying to build up your community. Um, and I've I've seen them at Latin night, like helping each other to figure exactly. out something that we taught them in class. Yeah. Um, or they'll come to us because I know one time I ended up outside for like a good half hour helping somebody with something, and then everyone's like, Where did you go? Uh. <laughs> you know, but um 
definitely we've, we've cultivated like a learning environment yeah and we've always encouraged people to ask questions if they're not clear mm -hmm. um or and to not be afraid to make mistakes yeah either. yeah and, and and to own up to the mistakes if you made it uh -huh. hey it doesn't yeah. feel right yeah. when when you're in class you can mention it to your dance partner you know um don't feel any way if someone's like oh that didn't feel right or I didn't feel that lead or, or something like that. Because at um, the end of the day, what that does, it, it actually builds up your character as well. Yeah, because be also to, I, I yeah, notice a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people either don't want to take the criticism or yeah. they don't want to dish it out. Um, and the so it's, to, yeah, and, and then people won't grow if they're not actually mentioning the things that are happening. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely helping. So they're, they're talking a lot more even at social dancing when they're just like standing off to the side chatting or when like they've finished a dance and they want to be like oh what was that thing that you tried to do? i want to try it again see yeah. if i can yeah. get it this yeah i said that, that especially for you know a learning environment it should be non-judgmental correct exactly exactly yeah but we we bring our personalities with us of course of course right? of course have to learn to chip away and say hey guys like like for example i'm i'm the person who if a if a father says something to me that i think is profound and everybody needs to hear i'm gonna bring her up <laughs> and i'm gonna guy up <laughs> yeah for me it's not to it's not to put down anybody it's to actually have him stand and then correct it together uh, you know i'll invite comments from the group from the larger group because that's what yeah. family is supposed to be about. That's what community is. It's about seeing something that is is broken or not necessarily as good as it should be or could be, and saying, okay, fine, let's work together to make it better. And that's this is the only thing we're focusing on right now, and and that's good. You can only grow from there. Right, 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 definitely. And I, I imagine that's some, you know, that's probably what makes you all, you know, such good teachers, though, man. You know, that the environment that you create. Well, remember that the best teachers know how to learn as well. I believe it. Always be a student. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, let me ask you this real quick. You know, last one. You know, um, how can people get in contact with you? Well, um, definitely through IG. Uh, so, I mean, the we have Movement Nations page, which is um, at MVMT Movement. So at MVMT N A T N. Um, there's our website as well, www.movementnation.com. Um, well, we have our personal accounts as well. Mm -hmm. And mine is Matt underscore S underscore Han. Uh, Shauna Lee's is underscore. Shauna Lee, S-H-A-W-N-A-L-E-E underscore. Yeah, so. Insta. I check Insta more than everything else. <laughs> okay, okay. I would say, um, I would say when I when I upload this, I'm gonna make sure you know I put all your contact information in the details. So I got you on that. Perfect. I mean, if if there's ever an avenue to talk again, then let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. I mean, I'm so with it. Like I said, man, I I really enjoy the conversation. Like I said, I want to thank you both so much. You know, just for taking time out here to talk to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Thank you the the first complimentary ticket to the south office. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> I'm so with it, bro. I I I've only I've been to Jamaica once on a cruise ship, and that was like we stopped for a day, man. So I would absolutely love to come to Jamaica, man. Yeah, 
make it happen. You I'm know? so with it. I'm so with it, yo. <laughs> hey, so uh, like I said, man, thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you so much, Shanley. I truly enjoyed this. Man, thank, thank you, too. Thank I you. appreciate you. it. Right. Yeah. Y'all take it easy. Take care. <laughs> <Bye>. Ciao. <laughs> All right, so hey everyone, um, if you made it this far to the end of the video, I want to thank you so much for just, you know, um, watching this. I, I really hope that you found value in this. Um, my whole goal in this endeavor is, you know, to give a voice to people, to dancers, and and to give value to, to the dance community. Um, so if I'm not giving value, it's kind of pointless. So I, I strongly urge you to please comment and let me know where I can improve, what I need to do better, what, what I'm doing wrong, and, and hopefully what I'm doing right, you know, but my overall goal is I want to give content. I want to I want to be helpful. So please, please let me know where I can improve upon. Um, I'm new to all this, you know, so I, this is, I'm learning as I go. So um, I need like feedback, please comment and just let me know how I can improve. I would greatly appreciate that. That means the world to me just to to be able to interact with you all, you know, have a conversation with you and, and just, you know, see what you like and what you don't like. Um, That means the world to me. I love interacting with you all. It means so much to me. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for making it this far into the video. Um, You know, I got to say, uh, please leave a like, subscribe. If you don't like it, then let me know why not. Um, hit the down like button, hit the unlike button. Um, but, you know, um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it.